Welcome to Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips and Scott Smith here. And, of course, this is where we get to all of your questions. So if you're not already watching on Facebook, head on over there and you can leave your questions in the comment section. Already got people in here commenting. Uh, so before we get more of the questions rolling in here, I know we do have some roster moves that just happened. So why don't you highlight what some of those are yeah, okay, and, and sure. maybe the, the motivations behind some of them. Yeah, this is fresh off the presses here. Um, yeah. Uh, there's been a there's really only one switch on the active roster, and that was the release of Dayon Buchanan, the veteran linebacker slash safety. And then to take that spot, we signed uh, a, a rookie linebacker off the practice squad in Cincinnati named uh, Noah Jackson. Noah Noah Jackson. I think that's right. <laughs> we literally just read the press release, so it's like still fresh on the minds. Say it, Noah Dawkins. Dawkins. There we go. Noah Dawkins. I had not heard of Noah Dawkins. He's from the Citadel mm-hmm. before this. You're not an avid C- Citadel <laughs> follower. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to the Citadel season last year. But uh, Noah Dawkins presumably would be a guy that'd step right in and, and um, take over the special team snaps that Dayon was playing. You know, Buchanan had only played eight defensive snaps for the first five games. <clears throat> so from that standpoint, uh, you know, it was probably there was probably a better use of that roster spot. Uh and, and you know because of the, it could also affect the formula for compensatory picks next year because there's a lot that goes into it, but there's some of it comes down to just the sheer number of guys that you signed versus what you lost, and they have to be on the roster at a certain point still during the regular season, which was approaching. So if you were going to make a move with that in mind, uh, then it would need to be done relatively soon. So that that could be part of the motivation too, since he really wasn't playing on on defense and was just a special teams player. You know, you can get the same thing from a, a younger guy who doesn't count on the compensatory pick formula. Okay, and all the other practice moves were, were practice yeah. squad moves. So it was it was it was a basic two for two at the same position. So Tony Brooks, James, uh, who I think hurt his foot, um, and uh, the running back, and then Nick Fitzgerald, the quarterback, are were, were released and replaced by a quarterback named Chad Kanoff, who went to Princeton, and a running back uh, named Darius Jackson. That's where the Jackson came from. There we go. From earlier, <clears throat> and. Um, Jackson's been with the Cowboys a little bit, um, and and this quarterback was was in Arizona last year, uh, so he probably has some familiarity with uh, Byron Leftwich. Okay, yeah, that's a great uh, point. So, but the the thing there, the the name that probably pops out of all of them amongst the practice squad is Nick Fitzgerald because you brought him in with the idea that maybe you could make him into a Taysom Hill kind of Swiss Army knife on offense, play special teams, and I know that was the plan. It got derailed really early on when he hurt himself in a beach volleyball game and really missed all of training camp in the preseason. So he's been practicing since the regular season started, but that obviously put him behind the eight ball. And it's not easy to just say, hey, we're going to make a Taysom Hill for our team too. Right. They don't come along every day. There's so. a reason that there aren't more of those <laughs> yeah. running around out there. So That's true. That, I guess that didn't work out. Okay. Uh, Rodney said, are we looking at any secondary help? Well, here's the thing about the secondary. I know the results have been not very good the last couple games right that's obvious but there's been a lot of resources sunk into that already I mean think of all the draft picks in the last five or six I mean the last two or three years you know five or six seven draft picks in the secondary it's a lot of young guys that you want to develop and it's not like there's a just a premier cornerback just sitting out there that's better than what you got right? right I mean you could talk about trade we can't really because that would be talking about a player's under contract for another right team. which we have been asked a couple questions about oh trade for so-and-so trade for so-and-so yeah, it's but, always fun to right. say that there's so many more things that go into it it's not impossible you know uh, we obviously know the names that are probably they're probably talking about but we can't really discuss 
a trade for a guy that's under contract with another team. Uh, that would be the only way that I think you would provide any sort of notable help for your secondary that's going to move the needle right? Uh, in the middle of the season. Otherwise, you're just trying to develop these guys that you thought were talented enough to take where you took them in the second and third rounds and in the first round in Vernon Hargrave's case, and that's what, just what you have to do. You, yeah. know, you, you just got to get them playing the way you want them to play. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, John said, how can we find a way to get OJ and Cam more involved? Well... We? <laughs> yes, yes. It is a, obviously we are the new game. I don't here. think I, you know. I think Cam's role is probably about what it is. He's he's not a high volume guy probably in this offense, but he makes a lot of key catches for you, and he's great in the red zone. Uh, O.J. Howard Shirley, I think. Did you see him catch a foul ball in the game last night? That's what someone had commented that now he needs to wear a raised hat <laughs> under his helmet every game. So yeah, it, the ball found him in that game. Yep. It has not been finding him in our games, and. Um, Coach did say he thinks OJ can get open more often, and the ball's going to find you when you get open, and that's right now the example of that is Chris Godwin. In the last game in particular, they were rolling their extra covers to to Mike, and to sh- and you know that leaves Chris Godwin having to beat man-on-man coverage a lot, and he does. If OJ Howard gets open, the ball's going to find him. Okay. So um, I, th- I don't personally think this can continue, the lack of production. I, and it's not like he's been dropping the ball. You right. Know? He hasn't had a lot of balls thrown his way. Some of that scheme, some of that him not getting open, I suppose, some of that um, Jameis finding somebody else first. But I think the production will pick up. Okay. Um, yeah, Gerard asked, uh, do you think that we will see a more aggressive offense? He was talking about how we have so many weapons. Uh, it seems like they should be throwing the ball around more. Well, we tried. And we certainly did in, in Los Angeles, right? Threw the, threw the ball around a lot. And against the Giants, uh, Lots of yards, lots of touchdowns. We tried to throw the ball around in New Orleans. The problem was their great pass rush won the day. I mean, they have a very good front, and our offensive line, which had been playing pretty well, very well against the Rams, didn't have its best day. The crowd noise plays a factor in that. You don't want to admit it, but it's an issue. Uh, so the the Saints' front just won the battle that day. And so Jameis was under duress a lot. He was sacked six times, hit eight times. He was just under duress and it's hard to get through your reads when you don't have time and you know coach said there were two Mike Evans didn't have a catch right coach said there were two or three times that Evans was open for what would have been pretty big gains uh, if James can hit him but he didn't have a chance he he had he was moved off his spot before he could get the pass off and then he didn't have a chance to set his feet and find Mike again so um Yes, we, 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 we obviously will throw the ball around. You're right. We have all these weapons. It's absolutely going to happen, but it has to start with the pass protection to allow Jameis time to do it, which he had in Los Angeles, and you saw the results. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, we've had questions asking for updates on JPP and Justin Evans, if there are any of those. No. <laughs> no, I mean, really, because the coach hasn't been asked about them. Right. We, we don't really have um, injury updates on any players until the coach provides them. Right. So, and that nobody's asked about those two players in the last few weeks. Every time he's been asked about JPP, JPP, he says he's on the same track as he's always been on. Yep. Um, Jay said, what are we planning to do with the right side of the offensive line for the next few weeks? Well, we're planning to put Josh Walls at right tackle and Earl Watford at right guard, and that's what we're going to do, and I hope it works out. You know, There really isn't another option. The only other player, I think, in the mix there is Zach Bailey. And uh, and then there's also Gerald Hawkins. So that that would be your Zach Bailey is an undrafted free agent rookie, um, and Gerald Hawkins is the guy we got in the trade with Pittsburgh right at the end of the preseason. Um, Hawkins does have some starting experience. Uh, Zach Bailey does not. He hasn't played in an NFL regular season game yet. So that would be Plan B, obviously, right? unless you call what we're doing Plan B 
now plan B, so that right. plan C. But the the plan is Josh Wells, and he did he did start nine games for the Jaguars over the past two seasons. Five of them at right tackle, four of them at left tackle. Uh, Coach Arians was saying yesterday they feel that Wells is more of a right tackle. The other reserve, Gerald Hawkins, is more of a left tackle at this point in their careers. So that's why we're going with Wells. Uh, Earl Watford has played a lot in the NFL. He's started a lot of games at many different positions. He's done it for Bruce Arians in his offenses in Arizona. Um, you, what you hope for there is you just have your steady veteran guy. I don't know if either of these guys will replicate what you're getting from Alex Kappa, who is pl- apparently playing pretty well, and um, and DeMar Dotson, who we know has been this known commodity for like a decade now, right? We don't know, but that's what you have to do in this league. <clears throat> Not too many teams have even five offensive linemen that they're really, really happy with, right? And how many teams have seven so that if two of them go down, you got two guys that would be, you know, were obvious starters. It's hard to do. So you have to rely on your depth and hope they can get the job done. I mean, look at Carolina, the team we're going to play. They've had a couple injuries on their their offensive line. They lost their really good uh, right guard, not permanently, but for the last couple of games, Trey Turner. They moved Daryl Williams to right guard. That was the guy that was playing left tackle when Shaq Barrett kind of abused him in, in week two. And they put this rookie that they drafted in the sixth round, Dennis Daly, in at left tackle. Sixth round rookie, you put him at left tackle, right, in the last game. He did great. Yeah. They, they ran for 285 yards. He apparently only gave up a couple pressures. You have to do what you have to do. And that's the Carolina did it, and it worked out. Hopefully the same thing for us. Okay. Uh, Gary asked, do you think if Jameis keeps the pace he's had, will he be signed to a big deal? Yeah, I think if he keeps up the way he's playing, the last four games I think he's been very solid. I think people thought the results were bad in New Orleans, but again, he was just too, under too much pressure. That's, what I was, that's funny. The next question Eric had asked about, you know, he didn't look the same last time. Do you think it was more Jameis or more the offensive line? It was, it was absolutely the pressure. I do think there was a little bit of difficulty connecting with uh, some of the, the younger guys. You know, Brashad Perryman didn't play, so your third receiver was a mix of Scotty Miller and Bobo Wilson, and it didn't seem like our attempts to get the ball to Scotty Miller were particularly um, effective, and I don't know if there's a lot of connection there. But obviously he still has that great connection with Chris Godwin, and if Mike Evans wasn't being smothered by coverage, I'm sure he would have gotten the ball some too. But there just wasn't time. He ended up with, I think, 204 yards, two, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a pass rating over 100. Pass rating's a little bit of an outdated stat, but it does tell you that the guy was pretty efficient. Right. It's just not as many opportunities. And when you stack that on top of the three games that he had before that, which were all very good, um, he's he's really been kind of consistent for four games now. So to get back to the previous question, <clears throat> if he continues to play at this level, then, yeah, I think he probably does get re-signed, or at least the team tries to re-sign him. And because that's the position – it's kind of impossible to do it without it being a big contract. Right. So the answer to that question would be yes, for that reason alone. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Cornell had asked, has the NFL addressed um, the calls from this last week that were controversial? I know sometimes teams you know, can ask for mm-hmm. the official word on that. Have we heard anything about what team, they've said? What happens in those situations is the, the team or the coach will submit um, – I don't know what you'd call it, a complaint or, right. a, you know, please look at these plays and tell us what you think. And sometimes coaches, that's an internal thing between the coach and the league, between the team and the league. Sometimes the coach will share it. So it'd be nice if that happens. If somebody, maybe we'll get a chance to ask him, did, you know, did, you, did anybody talk to the league? What right. did they say about those plays? But that only comes to light if the coach decides to say something about it. Right. Um, I know how coach feels about it because he was pretty He clear made it very clear, yes. Yes, I know that. Coach did not, and and he and plus both of us to a lesser extent, you have to be a little bit careful, right? So you don't get fined 
for criticizing the officiating. Right. But I think that it, it is fair to say, I look at that play and I think it's this. Right. I mean, I can do that. I look at that play of the fumble and the punt, and they said no clear recovery. To me, it looks like there is a clear recovery. Right. Okay. That doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't right, mean yeah. I'm criticizing the officials. I'm yes. just telling you what I saw. Yes. Um, we had a couple questions about Scotty Miller and Justin Watson. So Cornella had asked about why don't we move Scotty to the slot and put Chris on the outside opposite of Mike. Um, and they then do that. Richard had asked about just is Justin Watson still in the picture in some way? So why yeah, don't we talk I, about those two guys? I think Justin's more of the guy that, that takes outside snaps if, if Mike Evans or Chris Godwin's, Chris Godwin needs a break. They don't need a break very often. Right. I think it doesn't seem like they're utilizing him in the slot very much. Uh, and and I think we do use Bobo Wilson, I mean, Scotty Miller in the slot. It's not, it's not, Godwin plays a lot of both, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll see them, you'll see them all in different spots. They're, they're versatile guys. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks so much for being with us. And next time you see us, we will be in London. Hope you tune in for our show before the game and all of our coverage of that trip. We'll see you then.